0: This is the Birth, Baby, and Life podcast with Kristen Burgess trickling into episode number thirteen. Welcome to the Birth, Baby, and Life podcast—the tips, tools, and straight talk you want for pregnancy, childbirth, and bringing up baby. And now your host, Kristen Burgess. Hi, this is Kristen Burgess from naturalbirthandbabycare.com, bringing you episode 13 of the Birth, Baby, and Life podcast. I'm excited about the podcast this week because it's on one of my favorite topics to talk about, diaper-free babies. We've actually discussed this on the Birth, Baby, and Life podcast before, but we're going to tackle it again this week in honor of Go Diaper-Free Week. Now, if you happen to be listening to this episode in the future, this has been recorded in 2013, and Go Diaper Free Week is April 21st to April 27th. And this initiative is really to promote the viability of diaper-free babies. So we'll talk about that in a little bit more detail in just a minute. Before I really dive into Go Diaper Free Week and the initiative and how you can get more information about it, I want to tell you about E.C. Simplified. You heard about E.C. Simplified in Birth, Baby, and Life, Episode 3 when I interviewed the author, Andrea Olson. It is the go-to guide on elimination communication and diaper-free babies. I've read a lot of books on infant potty training, uh, natural infant hygiene, elimination communication. It goes by many names. But Andrea's book is the best. It's clear, step-by-step, Anyways, I won't go into it a lot because when you hear from the lady, you'll be convinced yourself. So go back and listen to the episode if you want more. It's birth and or you can get the episode at birthbabylife.com dot com slash zero zero three, life dot com slash zero zero three. So Andrea is the author of EC Simplified and she's working right now to really bring diaper-free babies or elimination communication into the mainstream uh, in a positive light. You may hear some ew gross and we'll talk about that more in a minute about the thought of having diaper-free babies but Andrea's initiative is really focused on bringing that to light as a viable alternative to leaving your baby in diapers for four years three, four, even five, six-year-olds now, it's getting a little bit ridiculous just how long kids are in diapers. It's a little bit ridiculous to read everything that you read and all the notes on the activities. You know, you read about college for kids and kids' summer activities. These things are geared to five, six, seven-year-olds and up, and there's always a note, child must be potty trained to attend these classes. I'm all for listening to and respecting children, but... It gets a little bit ridiculous. And how respectful is it really when you let your kid be in diapers for years upon years upon years? It's not very respectful. I'm not talking about special needs kids here. I recognize they may have special needs. But I'm talking about a kid who has no special needs. It's respectful to that child to help him or her get out of diapers early. And in fact, we kids, or our, our kids, we humans are built with the capability to share our elimination needs. But here, I'm getting off on a tangent. I really want to talk about all of that in a minute. What I'm trying to say right now is about Andrea and EC Simplified. So EC Simplified's new home is at Go Diaper Free because Andrea is really trying to spread the word about going diaper free. You can find out more about Diaper Free Week or Go Diaper Free Week, which is her initiative, and you can also find out more about her and EC Simplified at her new website, which you can get to by going to birthbabylife.com slash godiaperfree, or you can simply go to com. Let's move on to our actual topic, which is ECing. ECing, EC stands for Elimination Communication. And like I said, we did a whole episode episode three of the Birth, Baby, and Life podcast where I talked with Andrea about this and Andrea did a great job answering some of those common questions like why would you want to have a diaper-free baby or ew, isn't that gross? Again, I want to refer you to that podcast episode which you can get to at birthbabylife.com slash 003 and to really answer those basic fundamental questions that a lot of parents come to have when they're first considering diaper-free babies. Here in this episode, I wanted to go over a picture of what what does diaper-free baby, what does that mean and what does that look like on a day-to-day basis and what does it look like through your child's infancy and into toddlerhood. And then I also wanted to give you a few of my top tips for starting and my favorite EC tips and tricks. I know that the last episode of the Birth Baby Life podcast was a little bit focused on me too as I talked about my personal experiences with scheduling. And I certainly don't want this to be me-centric, but these are topics that I feel like I've had a lot of experience with. And I... Enjoy talking about them and I enjoy sharing. And I love to teach, that's just what I do. I like to teach my kids, I like to teach you, I like to teach students in my birthing classes. So I like to teach, and so I, I share anecdotes from my own experience. And when I was first learning about uh, elimination communication, infant potty training, and all of that myself, I found parent stories very fascinating because. They sort of gave you a snapshot of what does this look like in real life, not just theory or not just when we're talking about the African bush babies who are outside all time. So I thought that I'd share a little bit of my own experience. But to get those questions, get really deeply into the why, uh, again, listen to the episode with Andrea where she talks about that. Really, she does a great job, a better job than I could ever do tackling those questions. But I will cover real quick, elimination communication and diaper-free. Diaper-free doesn't mean that your has no diaper on and is peeing and pooping everywhere. When you read a news story about elimination communication, you, especially if it's a negative news story, most even balanced news stories have some opponent who voices this concern. But most people automatically think, Ew! That means babies are pooping and peeing everywhere and that's gross. That's not what being diaper free means. Now diaper free can literally mean being free of diapers. It doesn't necessarily mean that your baby has a bare bum all the time. You can use diaper free techniques with uh, you, you can use them with diapers you can use them with tiny undies, you can use them with split pants that give your baby a little bit of modesty, or if the weather's warm enough and you're outside or something, you know, your baby can go totally bare bummed But diaper-free, this is the way that Andrea explains it, means really freedom from dependence on diapers. It doesn't necessarily mean you don't ever use diapers. And I know that in my family, personally, we do use diapers. Um, And I I've had varying levels of diaper usage with my varying kids. So diaper-free means that you don't necessarily have to rely on diapers. You don't have to sit there and watch your kid go in the corner and couch in his or her diaper and say, Oh, she's taking a dump. And then that's just normal. It's more of a realization that, hey, my kid knows that he or she needs to go. And I'm going to recognize that and honor that, however that happens to look for your family. And why would you want to do it? Well, we all know that animal babies are with the instinct not to soil their nest. And human babies also have that instinct. It's just that we've ignored it for so long in modern Western society that we don't think that they have it. We assume that a baby puppy or a baby kitten or a baby hamster or a baby eagle is smart enough not to soil the nest. But human babies somehow uh, don't have that, even though humans are the most intelligent critters there are. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Now I'm not saying that your baby has the physical capability to get up and scoot across the nest like a baby does or a puppy. We know that's not true. But human babies are aware of their elimination. How many times have you seen a baby who gets upset and cranky just because he or she is wet or soiled? They don't want to be like that. There's, there's something in them that says no. Now, I'll admit, some kids, they don't really seem to care. That's fine. But babies want to communicate to us their needs. The need for sleep, the need for eating, and yes, the need for eliminating. So, considering this helps you keep your child in tune with that, because eventually, if you train your child to use their pants as their bathroom, that's what they do. And then you have to untrain them when they're bigger. And... So you help them stay in tune with things, you stay in tune with their needs. So it's just like a breastfeeding mom uh, says that she's more she's in tune with her infant's feeding needs. Well, helping your baby be diaper-free, observing their communication keeps you more in tune with them. Alright, that's enough about the whys and and the basics of it. And that podcast with Andrea really gets into this. But let's, let's dig a little bit deeper in honor of the Diaper-Free f- diaper Initiative and go Diaper-Free Week. Let's dig a little bit deeper into ECing. And let me give you a picture of Diaper-Free. I'll give you a picture of maybe a day, and then a picture of this with a child from when it started to toddlerhood. A typical day for an EC baby, first of all, it depends a lot on how you decide to EC. So some parents have their baby diaper-free for part of the time on waterproof mats. Let's say this is a, a baby who's not walking yet. This is an in-arms baby. And some parents have their baby on a mat for part of the day. They like to have a little bit of naked time every day. That helps them watch cues and, and see it happen physically. For instance, little boys sometimes give a physical cue, um, when you see their penis wiggle or stiffen, uh, and baby girls, you might notice that they start wiggling and and clenching their little legs together. So there are different physical cues that you can observe when your baby's diaper free, and it just helps you be a little bit more in tune and obviously more aware because your baby has no diaper. So you're going to be a bit more vigilant with that. So you might have a little period of time in the morning. Maybe you've gotten baby up and you've nursed and changed from a nighttime diaper if you're using a nighttime diaper. And your baby is very content. So you lay your baby out on a waterproof mat on the floor and or on the bed, a soft surface, and you just watch your baby and, and watch for those cues. Some moms really like or parents really like to carry their baby with them and you may have a baby carrier Ingrid Bauer in her book Natural Infant Hygiene she talks about how she had a baby carrier where she just carried her baby skin to skin and had some soft padding underneath her baby to to help absorb any misses but really having your baby right there skin to skin and the carrier up against her front help the two of them stay connected. So that's one way that that might look your baby on your body being carried by you very connect uh, and very much skin to skin and enjoying that kangaroo care as they call it in the hospital. Another family may choose to go a little bit more on timing. Uh, I've always felt a little bit more comfortable with timing as well as intuition I suppose there's intuition there but a lot on timing where baby's just woken up so I'm pretty sure that baby needs to go. Baby nurses and then I know that probably 20 minutes or 30 minutes later baby's going to need to go. So for that family you may see the baby on their lap with a waterproof mat and maybe sitting on top of a pre-full diaper and baby is there on the lap, and the lap is protected until it's time to go, and then you just lift baby up and put baby over a little receptacle, and the baby goes, and then you both get up and clean that. Or your baby may be diapered during that time. So your baby's wearing a diaper, and you have a feeling that it's time for your baby to go, or you know based on timing that your baby will probably have to go, and you put baby over a little receptacle, a little potty bowl, or or just a little uh, plastic bowl that you have for only that use, or some families like to take their babies into the bathroom. and You can hold your baby over the toilet uh, or over the sink. Baby boys, you can hold over the bathtub if you know that they only need to pee. So there are a lot of different options. And really, the way that it looks is, is unique to you and your family. In fact, if the weather's warm, you might take baby out to water the garden. So the way that you do it looks different depending on your family my family I generally either have a waterproof mat in my lap and then a pre on top of that and then the baby is sitting on there or I have my baby in a diaper. In our last house we had all wooden floors and so I often had baby just in my lap on top of a waterproof mat with a pre fold and if there happened to be some sort of miss with a pee it, it didn't matter that much. I I mean, I had it there to soak it up, but if there was a mist, then there was a wooden floor and it wasn't that hard to clean up. In the house that we're in now, our main family area is carpeted, so and using diapers more with my newest baby, Corwin, who is almost three months old right now. So you do what works for your family. I think that's what's great about elimination communication. Um, I would recommend that you try and watch for your baby's cues some every day. And certainly you offer the potty and hopefully make a few catches every day. But it can be a very part-time thing. And that's one of the great things about it. Because even if you're going part-time, uh, or even if you decide that you're too scared to listen to your intuition, I think once you start doing it, you won't be. But if you decide that you're going to use timing and not sweat it if you have a miss, you'll find that that keeps your babies awareness up and, and you both get a lot of good benefits from that. One of the m- hallmarks of EC is the cueing sound that you make. So you would hold your baby up over the receptacle, a little container or over the sink or over the toilet and you usually give a cue which is generally something that sounds kind of like water or peeing. So pss, 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 pss is what we use in my family and that Your baby comes to associate that noise with going and with the release of his tiny muscles and you'll actually be amazed because yes, your baby does have this kind of muscular control. So you give that cue and seeing your baby go, it's really cool, that strong correlation. And it's funny how that will stick with your child um, because our toddler right now, she's she's almost two, just shy of two, and she really enjoys ECing her baby dolls and stuffed animals and toy animals and pretty much anything that she can find that looks like an animal or a person, playmobile people, Lego men, toy gorillas. You know, if it looks like it should go potty, then Honor likes to take it potty, and so she will use a turned over little toy tambourine or a bowl or one of those little plastic barrels that stacks inside itself or a potty. Whatever she has, she'll turn that over and put the toy on there and, and she'll go psst, pss, pss, and proudly to that her baby is going pee. So, so that cue sticks with them because Honor, that was the cue that we used with her when she was a baby and now she cues her babies and it's really cute. It's really a very basic and sensible cue. So you'll probably be doing some cueing, and your baby associates that with the act of going potty. Now let's look at a, at a picture of diaper-free over time. So what I just described was with a little in arms baby. So this is a newborn, maybe a couple weeks old before you feel uh, ambitious enough to try diaper-free. But maybe this is a newborn, couple weeks old, or two or three, four month old five-month-old, six-month-old, up until crawling. Well, then you have a baby that's crawling. So what do you do now? Well, at this point, you're going to continue to offer potty opportunities just like you would before, on timing, based on intuition. Those are big ones. And when baby's crawling around, do you have to leave your baby diaper-free? What's going to happen to the floor? Well, you can leave your baby diaper-free if you want, especially if you're outside. But... You don't have to. Remember, we as adults do not walk around with non-or-bums day in and day out. We wear clothes, and ideally you want your child to be used to wearing clothes and be used to the sphincter control that comes along with wearing clothes without diapers. So in EC Simplified, which I talked about at the beginning of this episode, I think one of the best parts about EC Simplified is how much work Andrea has done with bridging the gap between a little diaper-free baby and a toddler who is potty-independent and wears clothing. I think a big mistake that a lot of Westerners have made with ECing is that we let our kids run around diaper-free, bare-bummed, and then they have kind of a hard time making the transition from that to wearing clothes without having accidents. Now, I've EC'd four children now. I'm on my fifth. My first kid, Cassidy, uh, I found out about elimination communication when she was about six months old. And so I bought her a little potty and, and started taking her to the potty. And uh, I got pregnant with Ad when she was about 10, ten months old. And so I was going to the bathroom constantly, and I pretty much just took her to the bathroom. Whenever I went to the bathroom and when I sat on the potty, I sat her on her body, and she just really clicked with her. We would always go after her naps and everything, and it just clicked. And she transitioned from all of that to underwear really smoothly. Uh, And then I didn't EC Asher. I regret that now. I won't go into all the reasons, but essentially I was just pretty overwhelmed with two little ones so close together. And he didn't like being taken to the toilet, and I had only ever taken Cassidy into the bathroom with me. So it didn't quite occur to me to have a little container with me that, uh, that he, he could go in. So he would get upset, and I was overwhelmed, and I just decided to give it up. And I wish now that I hadn't, but, you know, such is life. Brandon Brennan came along and I decided, hey, I'll have a little container with me and try with him from the start. And from the time he was about two weeks old, we did EC with him. And like Cassidy, it was a pretty easy transition for him to go from being EC'd and then toddling around with a bear bum to being able to take himself to the bathroom and wear pants. Well, then my fourth child, Alan, ECing went really well with him as a baby. And things went really well as long as he didn't wear pants. But he had a huge problem with that transition walking around diaper-free with nothing on his little bum to actually wearing clothes and keeping them dry. He had a huge problem with that. And that's one of the things Andrea addresses in the book. And I really appreciate that she does that because she gives a lot of practical tips for how you can help avoid that problem if you have a kid who may have a problem with that like Galen did. So we pretty much followed Andrea's advice with our fifth child, Honor. And she's an, a relatively recent EC graduate. Uh, at around 20 months or so, we went di- totally diaper-free with her. And she transitioned from diapers, and, uh, it, but being taken to the potty frequently, very few misses, especially with bowel movements, more misses with peas, But she transitioned from, from diapers to... Panties with relative ease we had about one week where we decided to totally ditch the diapers that we didn't do panties and then I decided to go straight to panties because we knew we didn't want to go to diapers after she'd done so well and Andrea advises not going to training pants which can feel a lot like diapers if you're working with a toddler of honors age I'm not talking about little babies you can use tiny trainers with them in lieu of diapers but she's talking about for toddlers so as not to confuse them and so we went straight to the little panties and honor's done with them and she's even dry at night now and like i said a few minutes ago she's almost 24 months old so we're a couple months of of diaper free and it's really it's very wonderful she's having a little bit of problem now that went on, and spring is here and she's able to be outside more we have a big yard so she's having to learn how to judge hey i need, feel like i need to go potty and i have to get all the way into the house it's been a little bit challenging for her this week can you believe it we're at the end of April and this is the first week of real spring we've had but anyways for her to experience that but I like that it won't take very long for her to get that hey I need to go in a little bit sooner because the potty's farther away but all right so I share my experience with all of them and why uh why that experience, all those experiences are why I agree with Andrea and think that, you know, you not want to just let your kid run around with a bare bomb. That's how we got off on that whole tangent. Sorry about the tangent. But So we're talking about you have a crawling baby, you have a mobile baby now. Does that mean that you have to let them be diaper-free and peeing and pooping everywhere on the floor if you happen to miss? No, that's not at all what it means. So you can use diaper backup. I mentioned a minute ago, tiny undies. They make tiny undies. Um, Maria at uh, Wear. She has a lot of tiny undies in her store, so they'll absorb one pea or contain a poop mist. While, or and as soon as you realize that you change them, they're not meant to go for a couple peas like diapers, though I never even let cloth diapers go for a couple peas. Really, only disposables that you want to do that, but um, but you know, it, it doesn't hold a couple peas in a huge blowout poop like. Uh, like a diaper would it's there to to save to save your floor if you have a miss and like I just shared with my experiences and like Andrea says in EC Simplified all of these things or all of this helps your baby be conditioned to the fact that yes I wear uh, I wear something on my bottom and I want to keep that dry rather than you having an all transition where you go from a baby who's completely bare butt naked running around all the time to oops you need to wear pants now So where do you get to next? You have this crawler and you're working based on timing, and then you get into walking. And a lot of babies, when they're crawling and starting to walk, they get really busy, and so it may feel like you're making a lot of misses and you're not as in tune because your baby's not connected to you and in arms as much, and that's okay. In fact, there's a term for it. You've heard about nursing strikes for breastfeeding. Well, there's potty strikes for EC babies, and your baby may not be at all interested in the potty. So what do you do then? What does that look like? Well, have some backup so you're not getting stressed out about your floors. Go ahead and, and just... Calm down. Take a break. Even if you feel like you need to take a break from easing for a couple of days, a few days, that's fine. But I would recommend you get back into it. and, And I'll talk about this a little bit more in the tips section in a minute. But I would recommend that you get back into it with obvious times to potty, like after nap time. All right, so you got your walker and then you've got your crawler and you've got them in tiny undies or maybe diaper backup. Um, With Galen, I did a lot of tiny undies. With Honor, I did a lot of of more just diapers just because that was where we were in life. And, uh, And with Corwin, I've done diapers, but I was thinking about pulling out tiny undies now that we're in the yard. But, you know, you do what you want or split pants. We've used a lot of split pants, too. Um... And that, again, keeps something on your baby, but it allows easy access. And I'll put links to all these things that I'm talking about in the show notes so that you'll be able to take a look at the options. Then you, your baby moves on to walking, and at walking you're really starting to think more a little bit about how can I encourage potty independence. And so you think about your options with where the potty's going to be and how's my bagel potty. You can even start thinking about this with a crawler. So one thing that we did with Galen, and I actually did this with Brennan, and a little bit with Cassidy, but the house I lived in with Cassidy was tiny, so it wasn't as much of an issue. But with Brennan and Galen, I always had a potty bowl in the room that they were in, so that was easy for them. With Honor, we made the conscious decision that the potty is going to be in the bathroom, and that's where it still is. Now, when she was a little baby, I had a potty bowl, but once she got mobile... And was really starting to learn about going to the potty on a more conscious level. The potty was in the bathroom and that's where we went. And she was a very late walker. But once she started actually walking, I'm talking, she was 19 months when she started walking. But once she actually started walking and was standing up, we were teaching her how to walk to the potty. How to turn around and back up to it. Excuse me. And she still likes to have our help even now. Uh... to get get down sitting on the potty, (laughs) make that target successfully, getting her bottom on the potty. But she does very well, and she understands that that's in the bathroom. So those, there are options there that you have, and you make those conscious choices as a parent. Do I want to have a potty in every room for easy accessibility, or do I want to set up that the child's going to go to the potty, and so once mobile, we're going to start going to the potty. And then the hope is, of course, that your child will lead you to the potty, or will sign. You can teach your baby baby sign language, so they can sign the to-go potty, or in um, a and babies have a way of getting your attention and letting you know it. Once they get verbal, like Honor, say that they need to go potty Though Honor doesn't say, really, I need to go potty Or Honor needs to go potty She tends to come in and say, I'm pee Or something like that And we say, Honor needs to go potty And then she needs to go She hasn't actually peed herself That just means that she needs to go But she is verbally communicating at this point that she needs to And then, um... I'll post a link to where I talked about Honor's EC graduation, and you can look back at my... Uh, I'll post a link to everybody's, to Brennan's logs. I've got some logs from ECing Brennan and some little journal entries, short entries from for him, and then longer for Honor and Galen, so you can see their progression. But with Honor, like I said, there was a week that we decided we were just going to go diaper-free. We'd had some poop misses, and she'd gotten a bad rash from that, and... We went diaper free to let that heal because it just wasn't healing well. And she just, she, that without the diaper on, she wasn't supposed to pee. And so she just started staying dry it was actually a somewhat miraculous feeling to me but I know that a lot of kids that click just it just happened for Cassidy it's been 10 years ago now for her so I don't remember exactly how it happened but it was very smooth transition with Brennan it was a little more work on my part to help him encourage him and with Galen like I said it was pretty challenging once we started actually expecting him to wear pants but eventually you're able to have your child make that click, and I'm not promising that EC is some early potty training method, but it's not unusual to hear about kids, 18, uh, 19 months old up to up to about 24 months old. That's probably the typical range of EC, quote unquote, graduation which is what we say for EC kids rather than potty training. That's pretty early compared to what the world says is popular and trendy right now, which is three and four-year-olds who are still in diapers. So it has some good bits, and I hope that's given you a nice overview of what to look at. So my top tips for starting ECing are, first of all, go easy on yourself. Decide this is something that you want to do because it's natural for your baby, and it's also natural for you to be able to pick up on those cues. So just relax and decide you're going to give it a try and see how it goes. My biggest tip is start at a time when you're pretty sure your baby has to go. My favorite time is right after a long nap. Your baby will most likely need to pee and your baby most likely will not have peed during their nap time. So you can get your baby up and hold your baby over the sink, the toilet, over a little, a little mixing bowl that you've set aside only for this use and just give them a cue whatever cue you decide you want to use. Pssssssssssss pss is our cue. And you just told you, and you'll be amazed (laughs) that you will probably catch something. When your baby first gets up in the morning, so this means right away, even if your baby's diaper is wet, your baby probably needs to go right away as soon as he or she wakes up. So that's another good time. You can also watch your baby's wet and dirty diapers to see how they happen to coincide with, uh, with feedings because that's another thing. Many babies go like clockwork 20 to 30 minutes after feeding. So you can track. And if you're a charting type, then you can definitely keep track of those on art or in a spreadsheet. My next tip is to get EC Simplified. It really is great. I had already EC'd three kids by the time I came across it, and it still was super helpful to me. Andrea has a lot of charts and things. She's got full-color pictures, drawings, step-by-step, everything you need, so it's very helpful. And Like I said, if you're the charting, she's got the charts in there for you to keep track of things. Lots of tips, and uh, book owners who buy the, the deluxe package, also get videos, which are really useful for different, different EC holds and all of that sort of thing. So very useful. Um, I would also recommend that you don't sweat things and that you use, want to use. So I have EC to kid with, uh, cloth diapers, prefolds, fitteds, pocket diapers. I've EC'd with disposable diapers. I've EC'd using a diaper service. I've EC'd with tiny undies with split pants. So you use what you want to use. And, uh, and I've bought my own split pants or bought split pants from EC wear. And I've also made my own split pants. I've used baby leggings, all kinds. It doesn't matter. So you do what works for your family. If you want to continue using diaper backup, then you use diaper back. Uh, and then my third tip would be be consistent with it so even if it's part-time even if your baby happens to be say in daycare or you have a relative caring for your baby and they don't want to have anything to do with EC be consistent in that you do some cueing with your baby and hopefully a catch or two with your baby every day because that will really help and even if you get to a point where you're feeling really frustrated and you need to step back step back from it from a few days and then jump back into it and don't have any high expectations of yourself or your baby if you have a few days in a row where you miss then that's life and that's okay and there will be catches later and eventually your child will be fully potty trained and it's okay so Those are my few favorite uh, EC tips to give to parents who are interested in EC. And with that, this episode's starting to get a little bit long, and I've had a little bit of technical difficulty today, so I'm going to go try and clean that up. But if you heard any of that, then uh, I really apologize for that. I will look forward to two weeks from now covering another great topic in birth and baby stuff, and I would love to get back from you in the meantime. I've gotten a lot of ratings and uh, and a lot of comments on iTunes, and I really love to read all of those, and I love to see the ratings. I like to know how I'm doing. So please, if you get the chance, go ahead and leave me, go ahead and leave me a comment, and let me know what you thought, or shoot me an email, kristen at naturalbirthandbabycare.com. I'm always happy to hear from you, and I will see you in a couple weeks thanks for listening to the birth baby and life podcast with kristin burgess for great resources and tons more info visit www.birthbabylife.com visit www.birthbabylife.com